0: Some final takeaways from the New York Giants rookie minicamp day number two and for the entire weekend for that matter on a special edition of the Locked On Giants podcast coming your way next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to a special edition of the Locked on Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Traina, and today's show is coming to you uh, Saturday night, May 6th, but it's also going into Sunday, May 7th, and um, initially I was going to do a show until Monday, but you can't get rid of me that quick, folks. I'm here. I have some things to talk about from day number two of the rookie mini camp, which concluded on Saturday. So I wanted to jump in and address some of those things on what's basically going to be a, an abbreviated type of show. We're only going to do a short show tonight, but uh, I just couldn't go into the you know the new week without updating you guys because there were a few nuggets and whatnot to come out of day two of the mini camp that I want to talk about. So let's get into it so that I can get you up to date. And uh, of course, a big shout out to my everydayers, uh, those of you who have been writing in. Um, I appreciate you. I've been trying to respond to everybody who's been writing in, uh, posting comments over on the YouTube channel. So thank you to those of you who are everydayers. All right, let's get into the, the business now. Um, day two of the Rookie mini camp, much like day one, was basically drill work. Not much in terms of, you know, offense versus defense. There was one seven-on-seven period. Now, to me, there's a couple of big things, um, big takeaways. The biggest one was head coach Brian Dable mentioned that receiver Jalen Hyatt could be in the mix for punt returner this summer. And that caught a lot of people's attention, including yours truly. And sure enough, during the, the mini camp, Hyatt was seen working on um, fielding punts and, you know, just doing some special teams type of drills. Now, when I initially heard that, the first thought that came to my mind is, Daves, what are you doing? You didn't learn your lesson last year with the Dory Jackson and putting him out there. And then I got to thinking about it. Uh, somebody's going to have to return punts, obviously, and. The big difference, I would say, at this point, if Hyatt wins that job, and that's a big if right now, and there's going to be others who are going to audition for it, is that it's not quite the same scenario as it was with Dory Jackson last year. Basically, what you had last year was cornerback one fielding punts, and, of course, disaster struck and he got hurt. Whereas this year, Jalen Hyatt will probably start off – as wide receiver three, if not four, depending on how the depth chart stacks up. So you would have in front of him, you would have Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, and Paris Campbell in some sort of order there. So at best, maybe Hyatt is wide receiver four. So perhaps the thinking there is, is to, you know, that he's, I don't want to say expendable, but maybe, you know, if he if he were the um the, the wide receiver one, I, I think I would have more of a problem with it. But see, here's the other thing to keep in mind Hyatt has never done any punt return or kickoff returns in college that we know of. So he's going to have to learn it. And punt returns and kickoff returns, not difficult to learn, but there's a different type of spin on the ball depending on how, you know, what you're returning. So obviously, a left footed punter, the spin on the ball is going to be a little different than, say, a right footed punter. A kickoff return is going to be different than a punt return, you know, coming off the foot of the the kicker. So there's a lot to learn. And that's why I would be surprised if Hyatt gets that job. Not that he can't do it, not that he's not intelligent enough to learn it. But, you know, if you're looking to really improve this year, if you're looking to push the Eagles for, you know, the title in the division, you might want to go with somebody who has a little bit more experience at this juncture and let, you know, Hyatt develop in that role if that's what you want him to do down the line. But I'd be surprised. I, I really would at this, this juncture. And I know that that statement drew a lot of people saying, what is Stable doing? I thought it too, folks. I really did. And um, look, even though Hyatt it would be uh, a wide receiver, like I said, three or, or four. I still would rather he focus on getting acclimated to the offense and contributing there, as opposed to returning punts. I, think, I know somebody's got to do it, but I also believe there's got to be somebody else on the roster who is going to win that job. So, that was my take on that that little nugget. And like I said, Hyatt was working on punt returns during day two of the mini camp. So. We'll see how that develops. You know, right now, you got to remember with these mini camps and the upcoming OTAs to start, you know, phase three in a couple of weeks, the coaches are basically experimenting with different types of things. So it's a matter of what they keep, you know, what they're comfortable with and so on and so forth. All right. Speaking of experimenting, John Michael Schmitz made the news today. Um, he deploys a, uh, a type of shotgun snap called uh, the dead ball snap. And um, it was something he learned in college. And it's a very, it's kind of an unconventional snap. The best way I can describe it is as opposed to laying the ball flat, you know, on its belly, and then just kind of tilting it slightly and snapping the ball back, you know, firing it back. The ball is, is more upright with the hand, the center's hand on the tip of the ball and he kind of just throws it back. So the idea is that there's no spin on the ball. And there's, I posted a video over on Giants Country on, on the Giant Rookie Minicamp Day 2 takeaways at Notable, if you want to see the difference. And you know what? I'll also link to that video because I found the video that really explains it and demonstrates it a lot better than what I'm probably doing right now. But anyway, Schmitz basically said he has no trouble, you know, switching to a conventional shotgun snap or sticking with the dead uh, the dead ball snap. And it's going to depend on what Daniel Jones wants. But uh, Schmitz was asked, what is the advantage of the dead ball snap? And he said that it just gives him a little bit better control of it. So that's something to watch as well, because, you know, I've made this point before, I'll make it again. When teams draft a player at, you know, a certain position, and then they look to move them, it's like, Why are you looking to move them? Similarly, Schmitz used that dead ball snap in college and it worked for him. So now, you know, is there a possibility they might ask him to use a more conventional shotgun snap and change him up? And if so, how will that affect things? So, again, something to watch. I don't think it's anything ultra concerning, but something to keep an eye on for sure. All right. Coming up, a couple more thoughts on day two of the Rookie Minicamp. And then what's next? Stay with us. Hey, Giant fans, if you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, then you got to try a Built Bar or Built Puff. These tasty treats are healthy and amazing with each bar or puff covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like eating a candy bar, but with all without all the fat, carbs, and sugar. With Built Bars and Built Puffs, you're getting a generous dose of protein in every serving, roughly 17 grams. With most bars and puffs, about 130 calories and four grams of sugar. And did you know that you don't have to wait any longer for Built to ship your bars to you? Simply pop into your local Sam's Club or Walmart and pick up your box of assorted flavors. And you can thank me later as you enjoy a Built Bar or Built Puff. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to this special edition of the Lothan Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Traina, covering uh, some of the highlights of day two, some of the takeaways. You know, initially I wasn't going to bog you down with this. I was going to give you a break from me, but there was a few things here that I thought I would just address. So those of you who are tuning in and watching the show or listening to the show, thank you as always. And I hope you are enjoying the program. And also, I just want to send a quick shout out to everybody who followed me on social media on Twitter. If you were following me on Twitter or on my Instagram account, I made a, an effort to post videos and audio clips. And uh, I hope you enjoy that coverage. I'm really trying to step up my social media game this year so that I can get stuff out to you quickly enough. And, um, you know, just, just to kind of bring you along with me to see what I'm seeing. Maybe not in real time, but you'll you'll be able to see some of what I'm seeing and hearing, you know, not too long after it it takes place. So that's my objective. If you're not following me on social media, uh, my Twitter account is at Patricia underscore Traina, T R A I N A. My Instagram account is at Patty Traina, P A T T I, T R A I N A. Please give me a follow. Appreciate it. Now, if you watched yesterday's show, I mentioned that. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, um, Deontay Banks, and Jalen Hyatt and Deontay Banks, those two really uh, didn't partake much in some of the seven on seven drills. And Brian Dable was asked about that. And basically, you know, he made the comment that, um, you know, those guys had done a lot of traveling, a lot of visitations, moving around. And he rather than just throw them into the mix and wear them out, It's kind of building them up a little bit. So we call it a rest, if you will, but it wasn't really a true rest. It was more of a, you know, let's work on the technique and the things we can work on. And we'll eventually build up with, you know, the seven on seven stuff and the 11 on 11 stuff when that comes into play. So pretty much it's an effort to keep these guys fresh. And I believe that's a change actually from last year. And I say that because, if you remember last year, the Giants draft class, all but Micah McFadden, the inside linebacker, suffered some sort of injury. Now, some of the injuries granted were flukes, but everybody came down with some kind of injury and missed time. And objective number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and plus for the Giants is to try and keep these guys as healthy as possible. So Dable in You know, planning out the schedule, figured, okay, look, it's only, you know, early May, May 6th, May 5th, whatever, you know, whatever the date was. Uh, Why put these kids out there when you know that they're going to come in eventually to the OTAs phase three, which starts in a couple of weeks? They're going to be here for the mandatory mini camp. They're obviously going to be here for training camp. That's when they're going to really ramp up and have an opportunity to work on, you know, some of this team drill stuff. So, Again, not a horrible approach by by Dable. I totally get what he's trying to do. And, um, you know, I agree with it. You know, so uh, we'll see how that works out for those two players. But, you know, I, I thought it was a smart approach. All right. What else can I tell you guys? Um, in case you missed it. Jordan Riley, defensive tackle, one of the seventh round draft picks, signed his rookie deal. So now the Giants, I believe, have four under contract, four of their draft class members under contract. So that would be Riley, Eric Gray, uh, Trey Hawkins, and Jervarius Owens. So really, it's the top three guys who haven't signed their deals as of this recording. So that would be Banks, Schmitz, and Hyatt. They'll get done though. I mean, everybody's slotted in, so that they'll get done sooner than later. Um, and and certainly, you know, once the numbers are posted and approved for Dexter Lawrence's contract and some cap space opens up, then you're going to see, you know, some more transactions, I think, including some churning at the bottom of the roster with some of these undrafted free agents, tryout players. So that's something also to keep an eye on uh, moving forward in the days ahead. And, you know, speaking of cap space, I was asked this uh, on my Twitter account and I addressed it real quick, but I'll I'll do it. So again, here, the giant's, Uh, as of yesterday sat um friday were ranked dead last in total and effective cap space but they made a couple of transactions they got rid of um solomon kinley was waived and then they also waived um terrell burgess but he was waived injured which means if he cleared waivers which i believe he did he's going to revert back to to um injured reserve but kinley um the fact that they waived him, they were able to get out of the red in terms of total cap space. So now they have one point five seven four million total cap space, but they are still in the red in effective cap space nine hundred sixty five thousand thirty five. The difference between total cap space and effective cap space is total cap space means all together. So if they were to put together, you know, their fifty three man roster right now. Um, this is how much space they would have left, which is 1.574 million. Effective cap space is what they have available to add to the top 51, which is currently in, uh, in effect through the first week of the season. So that's what effective cap space. And, and according to over the cap, they actually calculate in the three draft picks that have not yet signed their rookie deals. So that's why that number looks a little low. Also need to, to note that once Dexter Lawrence's numbers are posted, that's going to open up more cap space. I've been projecting about $6 million in additional cap space. I still say that that's what it's going to be. So we should have those numbers, I would think, by Monday or Tuesday at the latest. So we'll see how much opens up. All right. So what is next now for the New York Giants? Well, Phase two of the off-season program starts on Monday. That means basically the players can get out on the field with their position coaches, still no offense versus defense. And Oh, by the way, no media access for phase two. We don't get back in the building for another couple of weeks when the OTA start, which is technically, which is phase three. So uh, we will be on the sideline. Uh, we being the media will be on the sideline for the next couple of weeks, but that doesn't mean we can't follow along and see what's going on. I mean, I'm sure there'll be plenty of stuff Posted And I'll be watching the videos that come out from giants.com to see, you know, who's looking, how and whatnot. So plenty of stuff still to come. And speaking of still to come, just a reminder that tomorrow I'm going to, or on Monday, actually, I'm going to kick off the post-draft coverage. And by that, I mean, I did a series of interviews with our Moth College hosts about the draft picks. So I went to each host from each college from which the draft picks came from. And I asked them to tell me about the players. So we we did little interviews and stuff. So that is coming up starting on Monday and we're going to do, we're just going to run them straight through with one exception folks. We're going to have to interrupt the flow because the schedule is coming out on Thursday. So I am going to have to do a schedule show, but we'll just, you know, we'll get right back to the draft picks and I'm going to try and do them in order. So that you have, you know, everything in order, but I might skip around. It depends on, you know, how quickly I can put these, these things together because it's basically a big puzzle piece that I have to put together, but I'll do it. I've been promising you guys that, and I know some of you are like been waiting for it. So I appreciate your patience in waiting for that stuff. So that's what's coming up here on the Lockdown Giants podcast. Hope you will tune in. That's going to do it for this special abbreviated edition of Lockdown Giants. Giant fans, we will see you tomorrow for a full show. We're going to kick it off with Damian Parson of Locked On NFL Draft as we start breaking down these draft picks. Hope you'll tune in. Until then, have a great one, everybody.